Welcome to Cat Chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cap Chat Live. I like slowing that down a little bit. Cap Chat Live. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to speed it back up as chipmunks out. Uh, so Cap Chat Live, we are joined by the infamous Tyler Tomlinson. Uh, so he has a hood on today, and uh, he has a nice zip up. He looks good. He's got a fresh haircut. Oh, there he goes. Oh, it's not? It's a negative thing? Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, like know uh, the famous saying, today's a day that will live in infamy. It's the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It's a very bad thing. So you don't want to be like the infamous Jesse James. That means that he was famous for being, you know, a bank robber that killed oh. people. Why well, you really took this the wrong way? <laughs> Yo, you came at me with infamous. All right. Well, hey, this is Cap Chat, everyone. <laughs> You're listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is CapChat. All right, we're we're talking talking today about uh, how do you get no? This is the top of that is was been requested. And how do you, if you're non-East now or MLS next, how do you get noticed? Um, how do you get noticed uh, without being one of those? And I, I will give credit where credit is due to the ECNL. They are a marketing machine, um, and they market very, very well. Um, and they are good players. So this is not a knock on ECNL. We have rush clubs that are ECNL, MLS, GA, DPL. We've done a, a, a specific podcast just on the different leagues and the alphabet soup that that is happening, um, and and so, but we want to talk about it and and how do you get noticed? Because there's no secret that an ECNL showcase attracts a lot of college coaches. Um, so there's no secret there. So let's talk about how do we get noticed, um, and and what do we need to do as players to to help stand out if you're not an ECNL player, um, because. That's still 95% of the kids that play club soccer. So um, that's what we're talking about today. And uh, Tyler, you you had a great thing we talked in. So I'm, I'm going to let you get, get started on this one, my friend. Yeah. Um, and we talk about this a lot um, within our CAP meetings and CAP presentations. Um, and, and, and by the time you're hitting that high school level, Right. Uh, you probably need to understand the talent level at which you're playing and to have had that discussion with, um, you know, your coaches, um, maybe an objective uh, opinion as well. And what I mean by objective is someone that isn't going to have a biased opinion on you because they see you every day. So someone outside the scope of just your coach um, and just getting an opinion on where they feel uh, you should look level-wise. Because the truth of the reality, you know, even with an ECNL <clears throat> showcase, excuse me, the, the top players are still the top players even at that level, right? And all the coaches are going to try to go for those top players, right? And then when they don't get those top players, because they can only go to so many teams, they do have to get players still for their team. So how does that fall and how does the cookie crumble down to other players, right? But I could get skip past all the, the, I'm not trying to wreck anyone's dreams, right? But 
understanding where I could be the most successful. And, and sometimes the most successful also means the most scholarship, right? So where I can thrive the most and, and be of the most value to an, an institution that is going to value me, and that could be monetarily, that's where the ultimate fit happens for our players that we're looking for. Um, and so if we can target those and really go after those coaches and see showcases that they're going to be at uh, and ID camps that they hold, and we'll get into these things on, on how you do it, um, that's where we're gonna hit uh, our highest opportunity for maximum scholarship value, uh, if that makes sense, Josh. Yeah, and you, you, you hit on a key point that said, you know, where you're gonna find the most success and I think that's where I think that's where you have to in your mind as a player define what your success is, not what everyone else's success is. And so and I'll give you an example. We're, we're chatting with a player that they have unlimited funds. So success to them is not getting a, a, a soccer scholarship. Success to them is get, finding a high academic school where he can play. Now, success to you. If you don't, if, if you sit down with your family, you may need as much money as humanly possible, um, and you're you're okay with with an above average academic school, um, but you you need that you need more you need more athletic money. So, I think defining what success is to you is key, and not based on what your teammates are doing. Um, and I think that's where we get caught a lot, Tyler. When you say you know recognize your talent level, is that well, we compare ourselves to other people. We say well. I'm on Tyler's team, and I'm just as good as Tyler. And he got a, he got, he got an offer, so I should, for sure, be able to play there. Well, Tyler's six foot one in a in a center back. I'm five eleven with super fast and average foot skills. So I got to find a school where they can play me on the wing and use my speed. They it's two totally different needs. Now, is Tyler better than me, or am I better than Tyler? I don't know. But we play two different positions, so you got to find what is what does your success look like, and what do you want as a player? Not what what is Tyler doing? What is my teammates doing? So I think that's that's the key word there when we said let's let's define what your success is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then trying to figure out how you utilize that to you know get recognized, and that's what this whole talk is going is going to go down with. Um, but you know, we, we just, we've had some, some players contact us recently and, and, um, you know, a, a lot of, there are still seniors out there looking for a place to play and they're, they're coming at us saying like, I, I don't understand why I'm not getting, getting, uh, recruited. Uh, here's the schools I'm looking at. And it's like power five schools, you know, and we're like, well, they're, you know, that that's, they're, they're moved on from seniors. They're on sophomores mm. probably right now, uh, 2025 is really hitting that hard. Um, and so you're, it's not that you're not being recruited. It's that you're not looking in the right place for your level of, of talent and success. And so how can we maximize those things and help you? And, what, you know, and sometimes that's our job if, if we're approached from, uh, from yeah. a cap perspective. But we would love for our players to have that own self-awareness. Yeah. So I think, I think step one, and, and I do want to throw these in, in quick stat, and then I think one of the things out was step one. But for for men's soccer, for Division One, it's only one point three percent. For women, it's two point four percent that will that will play Division One. So when you start, and, that, and that's not to, even Power Five, like the the big no. money, biggest conferences, Josh. That could be a small 
you know, mid-major or less D1 that, you know, struggles to, to beat D2s. Yeah, underfunded, their locker room's worst. Yeah, no, so you're right. And, and so don't take anything personal it's when we're trying to recognize your talent level because very, very, very few people. Like, say, I don't have the stats for you. said, that's a good point of power fives. But um, so, you know, don't, don't, don't get your feelings hurt if that's not your level because um, that's okay because you got to find what your success is. But uh, number one, I think you have to over-communicate um, is, you know, the, the one time that I think head-to-head with, with an ECNL is if there's a showcase the same weekend in the same town, I think a lot of coaches may choose to go to an ECNL. That's just what it is. Now, there's a hundred other showcases out there, but you just got to over-communicate with, with, with coaches. Um, you got to do the work. We have a marketing yourself course that I, that I encourage you guys to take, um, but you, you got to do the work and over-communicate with coaches. Um, and, Tyler, you brought up a very interesting point. I don't know if I'm going to plagiarize this in the wrong way, but, um, you know, everyone's looking for the best players. Everyone is. And, you know, so you go watch a game and you're writing down, okay, this is my, this is, uh, this may be a reach for me as a coach, but this is the player I want. And players are doing the same thing. This may be a reach, and, and but I'm going to try. And so we do the same thing. We're going to cast this net. And I'm going to say, man, this is, I, I want this kid. So, but there's also, there's also other players on the field that, you may be second or third in line. That's not a bad thing. So over-communicate. So when that number, the best player they want falls through, they're going to go down the line. So, okay, this kid is good, um, fits in. Uh, and so I think can continue to communicate. It's that old marketing strategy. You know, why does Coca-Cola continue to advertise? Everyone knows what Coca-Cola is. Well, because when I walk in a grocery store and I just saw a Coca-Cola ad, I may be grabbing a Coke over Pepsi because it's fresh in my mind. That's and in that over-communication, Josh, I think it's really important to ask. Okay, so the big thing is ask. And what do I mean by that? Ask what showcases the college coach will physically be at. Ask when their ID camps are. Ask if their college allows you to watch a training or participate in training. If you can switch it the other way and not just hope and pray they go to whatever club showcase your club's attending, but you try to get yourself in front of their schedule, that reverse of roles is really important. Now with Rush, you have that ability with uh, not only regional showcase teams, right? But also with guest playing opportunities on other Rush teams around the nation. And you can use Josh and I as your conduit to get to that. Like, hey, Josh and Tyler, I'm looking to get out to Georgia. Do we have any teams there that might be playing in the showcase? And then we'll get you there. Um, or this is the region showcase team for that area where a lot of those coaches will be attending this tournament anyway, or the showcase anyway, right? And you've, you've communicated with that coach that they're gonna be there. Now you need to get yourself to play in front of them so you can have that opportunity. I think that Asking and so over communicating with an ask on how I can do it and then utilizing what Rush provides you to capitalize on those things are going to be really important. That's that's very valid because if, if I'm thinking that a player reaches out to me and says, hey, coach, what showcase are you going to be at? Well, I'm going to be at Scott Gallagher Showcase in November. Hey, I'm, I'm coming from California. I'm going to be guest playing with the Missouri Rush team. You know what? In my mind, I'm going to make dang sure that I go watch that kid play. Yep. And probably once or twice, because in my mind, I go, man, this kid is coming all the way from California, doing the work, doing the effort to, to set themselves up to be in front of me. 
I'm watching this kid play and probably inviting him to campus after the, the showcase. I, yep. I mean, that's because that's a lot of work. That's a good that's a good point there, Tyler. Yep. And, and you know, I work with a lot of kids from Colorado and. Unfortunately for them, Colorado is like a vast wasteland of no colleges. <laughs> there just there isn't many. Co- I think when we do our search on uh, Cap Navigate, we have like seventeen yeah. college soccer teams Teenage in the entire state. Wasteland. <laughs> uh, zero yeah. NAIA, like one D three, and so yeah. th- those kids have to work harder. And so this, you know, we apply some of these. Uh, principles that we're talking about now to, to those kids. Uh, but it, it, this is a, applicable for every kid. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, ID camps is, is, is a way, you know, and, and. But Josh, aren't these just a way to make money for the colleges? Oh, oh, oh absolutely. It's a total ripoff. Um, what, what is that Twitter site? Uh, I, I'm going to make fun of them because. Yeah, it's called like FC money bags or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah they think everything's a scam. But here's the truth guys. And, and, Tyler can attest to this, and I can too. Was is is most schools don't have these private jets and they don't have these massive budgets, and so they have to. But they also need help. You know, Tyler has, um, I'm guessing, 35 players, um, not a budget to pay three full time coaches that are needed, and so they do ID camps to give that coach a little bit of a stipend. Now, they are incredibly valuable. Um, I think you've heard my rants on ID camps before. They're incredibly valuable that you can get on campus um, and and you get to play with the team. You get to meet the coach. You, you know, you get to ask the players, tell them about the coach. Oh, you're a nursing major? How do you handle being a nursing major and playing the school? Um, and also, when Tyler talked earlier about recognizing your talent level, you get to play with the team. And you can say, am I at this level? Um, and that's good. You know, and, and you that's what you'd be honest with yourself. To me, I'd go to as many ID camps as you, as you can afford um, because coaches just don't have that massive travel budget. With, of, the, of, the, dot, 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 of the schools you're interested in, or yeah. if – so just so you know as well, college coaches work other ID camps. And so – and once again, in the over-communication asking phase, you can ask your coach today, you might be interested, hey, are you going to be working any, do you guys have any ID camps or are you or are you going to be working any? Um, and then you can sign up for that camp to get in front of that coach there as well. What do you think of, so you have non-institutional camps, which are um, big camps like Exact, and, and I think there's a place for them, and then you have institutional ID camps, which are hosted on campus. What's, what's your opinion on on? on attending those, attending multiple of the non-institutional, what's, what's your thoughts on that, Tyler? Yeah. So my first, my first answer will be exactly what I just said. If your uh, coach that you're interested in is working a non-institutional camp hosted by a third party and you Mm -hmm. can go participate and get in front of that coach, then you should do it. Um, If not, I don't think it's a bad idea still to go to these for player improvement player Mm -hmm. comparison, like Josh just said, what level am I at? You know, what college coaches are here? Who are they looking at? Um, How do I compete with these players that are now not the same kids I practice against every week or the same kids that are in my league every week, but a completely different group of players for me to evaluate my talent against and get new um, instruction, right? Um, Get new feedback 
from college coaches that you, you or instructors that you didn't have before. We talked about objective feedback from someone that doesn't see you every day. Um, you know, that, I know that's a valuable thing for our regional showcase teams um, that we do provide feedback to the players. Um, and, and, and we don't have a dog in the fight on how if they're getting playing time at my club. They, we're just telling you what we see. Um, so I do think they're still valuable for your player growth as well. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. And I think I'll add to that by it, it takes you outside of your comfort zone as well. Um, I, I think going at a younger age is is, is valuable to, to put yourself in that experience because it is a, you know, just think locally if you try out for your club or high school team around a bunch of people that you know, your home stadium, your friends, your coach, you're nervous. And, and that's just an environment you know. So I think going to those big camps, you know, early on are good because it takes you outside your comfort zone and you can go, okay, I can I can do this. Um, now, I don't think they're worth doing every single week because they're expensive, but um, I think starting at one of those is, is, is a really good starting point. And even if you pick up just a couple tips that can improve you as a player, right? Um, yeah. I know – uh, I'll, I, I don't often brag on myself, but one of my assistants, we watched a kid uh, out in Vegas this last weekend, and, and I had her as a player at a regional showcase team. And so, you know, my assistant that was talking to her, you know, said, you know, what do you think of Coach Tomlinson? And said, oh, he taught me a couple things at the regional showcase event, and, uh, and it was it was cool playing for him. Right? Yeah. And, and I took that as a major compliment to me, but also know that I made an impact on that kid just from them doing something outside of their comfort zone. Well, because you're famous. Yeah. You're famous, Tyler Thompson, not infamous. (laughs) (laughs) I got that reversed. Okay. Well, that's good. I think, and and here's the, uh, we'll end on this, is that there are opportunities for every single player that wants to play in college. Um, There are opportunities for you to play. Um, Even ECNL players, I'll tell you, and I'm going to use our executive director at Missouri Rush as an example, his daughter, um, I won't mention her name just in case. I don't know, but she actually plays at UNC um, and is a heck of a player. She played ECNL, and everyone just assumes, oh, she was good. They they just went to all the game. No, he'll tell you. They my hours and hours of work uh, uh, went into the recruitment process. So um, even ECNL kids have an uphill battle. Um, the recruitment process is, is tough. Um, you know, so it, it, it can be successful. We are here to help you navigate this process, but it is a tough process. It's a hard process to get through. I actually had, for the first time, I think, and I've been coaching a really long time, I talked to a recruit last night, and she asked me a question. And the question was, at what league level, club-wise, do your players on your team play? Did they play at? Oh. Can you share some of those with me? What a great question, I thought, you know? And she said, I'm not trying to like say one um, is better than the other, but do you have any, right? And we're, we're an NAIA college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and But if you look at ours, it looks like Josh uses the term, it looks like alphabet soup, right? <laughs> we have we have ECNL players on our roster. We have ECNL RL players on our roster. We have DPL players on our roster. We have GA players on our roster. It's everything. Uh, but it was a good question. That is a good question. Let me ask the follow-up one to that one, though, is would you have known without looking at your roster, could you look at a, a recruit? I, I don't know any of your players' names. Could you look at, say, yeah, Susie was ECNL, Susie was GA, or do you just know the area they're from? Like now that they're on your team. 
Hmm. So if I, I try if I would try to categorize them by talent. No, just is that something that sticks in your memory of the, yeah. the league they played yeah, in? It, it, uh, I, I, I t- if if I if I found a player through the league, mm-hmm. typically I would I would know that. You'd remember that when there's if, a if I did, if I found them through something yeah. else, like a showcase or something that it wasn't league oriented. I typically don't know what league they play in. Um, I it. might ask, but then I like you said, I might forget. I don't know. Um, but I, you know, yeah, I, I kind of know some of the ECNL mm-hmm. kids, the DPL kids, those things. But I don't know. I don't know everybody's. So that's for sure. I can't remember all of them. Well, and I think so. What they said. What the, I think. What kind of answered my question was is when you see them at showcases, you remember you saw them at a showcase. Yeah, you, where, you, where you don't remember. It's a, a lot of it's where you started the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, but but it it doesn't matter that at a showcase if you're DPL, ECNL, GADA, I I, I don't know. What, I mean, and, and but you value that right. showcase. You're like I I got some good players. Correct. So I'm going to go back to that showcase. Um, it, it, a lot of coaches will will handle things that way. Yeah, absolutely. So that goes with how do I get noticed? Yep. You know, those kids communicated well and, and said, come watch me at this showcase or, you know, and, and then I like that showcase. So that's why college coaches return to those. Yep. Well, we just closed the circle there. Um, that was a really good. You like that? We bridged, we bridged the gap. We talked about ECNL. Um, so this has been another fantastic episode of, of CapChap Live. And, and how do you get noticed without being uh, in one of those things?